and welcome back to another episode of the Girls Talk Money podcast. We are back this week. This week we're talking all about our saves versus splurges. I feel like this is going to be a super fun episode. I feel like we'll just be talking through some of the things that I like to save my money on versus things that I like to splurge on. Um, and then Grace will be doing the same. And we'll just kind of talk through some of our similarities, our differences. We also asked you guys on our Instagram stories before we filmed this episode, what you like to save on and what you like to splurge on. We got a ton of really like interesting responses. Um, so we're going to talk through all of those again today. But before we get into it, let's talk through what's going on an hour week what's going on yeah we're still at fincon as we're filming this we've been here for like five days it's quite a long conference if you're not familiar i don't know if we mentioned it in the previous episode but fincon is like a financial conference for content creators and freelancers and brands um, and it's been really interesting i feel like we've gotten exposed to a lot of different topics this week um, and we've got to meet a lot of really cool people which has been really fun yeah it has been so fun um it's like, I think the best part about this weekend has been that, like, Grace and I have gotten to kind of hang out in person for the past couple of days. Um, this is only our third time meeting in person, which is, like, so crazy. I feel like when we tell people that, they're like, what? You're, like, starting a podcast together. And we were like, no, we're pretty much just, like, social media friends for the most part. But um, now this is, like, the third time that we've met in person and um, have been able to, like, go to these types of events and conferences together. So it's been so fun. Um, what would you say has been, like, your biggest kind of, like, takeaway from the conference? Oh, gosh. There's been so many, like, workshops, I feel like, that had tangible takeaways, especially the one today on YouTube that we went to. I feel like that was really good. Um, but I also, I think, like, an overarching takeaway would definitely be... I feel like a lot of the creators here, I've learned how strategic they are with everything they do and how much they test lots of different things. Um, even just today, we were learning about, you know, maybe your YouTube video is not performing well because it's just like the packaging of the video, like the way that you're doing your thumbnail or your title is not necessarily like getting you that click. Um, and I think that was just like a good, I don't know, kind of like overarching lesson of like, maybe it's not the way you're doing, or maybe it's not like the entirety of what you're doing that's not working. Maybe it's just one aspect. And if you tweak it, then you'll have a lot more success. So I think that was a good kind of reminder, especially with, you know, some types of content you love creating or people might ask you a question over and over again. And I want to make a, a post about it. And then that, you know, people don't see the post and you know, so maybe it's just about kind of, I don't know, reworking how I structure something. So I don't know. I think that was a good a good kind of takeaway. Yeah, 100%. I feel like we've gotten so many good takeaways from the conference. One thing that has been like really big for me this weekend has just been like connecting with everyone. I think like this kind of industry and like line of work can be so lonely sometimes. Like you're literally just like sitting in your house or your apartment and like I live alone. Um, and I'm just like creating content for sometimes what feels like myself. Um, so to like come to these places and meet like so many people that literally by the end of the weekend, I like told one girl today, I'm like, everyone kind of feels like my coworker. Yes. <laughs> like we all are like doing kind of the same thing. And even though we like don't live in the same city, don't live in the same state, we like really get each other. And like everyone has been so nice, like so warm and welcoming and everything. So that's been so good. And it's also really interesting to see we were kind of talking about this earlier it's really interesting to see how other creators like view your content um like to hear people who like I didn't even know that they would know who I was and to hear them like coming up to me being like oh my gosh I like see your content all the time I like love this about your videos or like whatever it's so cool to see that um so it's just been like really uplifting and fun and we're feeling like really motivated coming out of it which I think will be good to kind of like kickstart us further but for sure 100%. well 
let's get into the episode. Um, our plan for this is to just kind of go back and forth talking through like some of the things that again, we like to save on versus some of the things that we like to splurge on. Every time I make TikTok videos on this, I feel like the engagement is like so high because people are just generally interested in how other people spend their money. I know like I was so interested, like when we were doing the Instagram story polls, um, I loved like listening through or reading through them and just kind of seeing like everyone's different opinions on the topic. So yeah, we'll just kind of go through different categories um, and talk through like our saves versus smooches. Yeah. Do you want to go on Okay, I'll start. We have some lists on our phones. If you're watching the video version, we're going to be reading this off our phones. But I think what's interesting, so Erin and I made separate lists of what we save versus splurge on. And we had a lot of really different ones, which I thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. Because I feel like the justification for each of them makes a lot of sense. Um, I think one of the biggest things when I was going through this that I realized I have started splurging unapologetically on is any type of health related stuff. So I started seeing a functional medicine doctor this year and I think all in with all of my tests, I probably spent like 1500 to $2,000, which is, that's a lot, you know what I mean? Versus like going yeah. to a traditional doctor and paying a $50 copay. And it's like an ongoing thing. Like there's all sorts of supplements I have to ha have and follow appointments and things like that. But that was like super transformative for my life. So I, I, now I'm just like, yeah, sure. Whatever health yeah. thing, even like with high quality groceries is kind of like another thing that goes with that. I will go to a, a certain grocery store because I live kind of in the middle of nowhere and I'll drive to a special grocery store and stock up on some of like the organic or I'm gluten and dairy free. So like those types of allergen friendly foods, which they don't have in my regular grocery store. And I'm just like, it's fine. Unapologetic. Cause it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's a yeah it's, it's just all your, it, your health it's that, like you said it's something that makes your life better and in turn yeah. like when your life is better like you're working harder you can like increase your like there's so many things that plays into that. that this is an area that I feel like I don't splurge enough on and I want to splurge more mm -hmm. on but honestly like for me I don't think it's like the money that's the blocker for not splurging on it it's like the time I'm like so annoying I'm so bad at scheduling like doctor's appointments like yeah. going to like get a massage when my back hurts like I'm so bad at like doing those things and it's like I want to splurge on things that are going to make me physically feel better and like be healthier but I'm like so annoying about not doing those things this reminds me because for context Erin has been complaining this entire time we've been here that her like back hurts her neck hurts and she needs to go get a massage <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm like why didn't you do that before you came here and now you're going to be in such a worse position oh my with God. the flight and all just like sleeping in a hotel bed just like mm -hmm. us like sitting down all day in these workshops and stuff but this reminds me of how I was in therapy a couple weeks ago and my therapist I told her I'm like yeah I can set aside money for like somebody else in a blink of an eye I set aside $250 a month for dating and she was like well would you be able to do that for yourself and I was like girl no like Jen I don't set money aside for myself so then she was literally like checkmate like you're that's gonna be your task this week like <laughs> you need to go set aside a certain budget for yourself and that I was like damn like it really made me think about it because that allows me to justify quote-unquote splurging on things like a massage or you know getting my nails done going to get a pedicure things like that mm -hmm. when you have like a specific amount set aside so I was like shit yeah. I didn't do that <laughs> I do think once, once we have that conversation I've been like just keeping a little note in my phone of like I'm starting to think through my 2024 budget you know it's like getting to be that time of year where like financial planning for the next year um and so in my like little budget I'm like estimating out and I'm like okay I should include a self-care category and that should be things 
things like massages and like like I pay um, $79 a month for a chiropractor. I've been doing that for the past couple of months. And honestly, having that being a recurring subscription forces me to go because I'm like, oh, I already paid for it. And I get like, four, it's like actually a really good deal. I get like four sessions a month, like four adjustments per month um, for that $79. So I need to kind of go once a week to get my money's worth out of that. Um, so it forces me to go. And the massage place near me has like a similar thing where it's like $75 a month and you get one 60 minute massage per month and like discounts on like subsequent ones if you want them. So I feel like that's what I need to do. I need to just like sign up for the subscription so that I'm like forced to go and like yeah. forced to splurge on those things. Because literally like that's probably my biggest like like pain right now is yeah, that's what I was I was saying Tom my friend is so good about like her self-care and so when she goes to get her nails done she books her next mm. nail appointment while she's there yeah. I will literally wait till my nails are crusty dusty like four weeks out and I'll be like mm, these look horrible and then I'll go get them done and I'll like make the appointment same day because I'm like oh my god these look so bad I can't yeah. another day with these I'm like, why don't I just like book it in advance or like my hair appointments? Mm -hmm. Like I'll wait till like my roots look fucking crazy instead of just making the appointment in advance. Yeah. Like, no, I'm literally the like... exact same way. I'm at that point right now where my roots look so crazy. I was like, I'm going to be so annoyed when my hairdresser like doesn't have an appointment for a month. Yep. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, complaining about it for the next month. But And then it's like with the whole nail thing, it's like at that point, it's not even self-care because it's stressful. Yeah. It's like, it's not self-care. It's like self-sabotaging. It's, self it's game time. My nails are crusty. And I'm like running yeah. to the nail salon. And then it's like, I want to go out in yeah. public with my nails looking the way they do. Yeah. It's like an appointment time. It's inconvenient. You're like mad that you're yep. there. It's like this, this like whole big thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I agree. That's... You'd just be better off like planning for the splurge instead. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which is interesting because then I feel like nails were something before that you didn't like to splurge on. Yeah. This was something that, and I like had this in my like nails being like um, in my list of like things to talk about. Um, so I will pull that up. Um, okay. Yeah. So nails whether it's like save versus splurge I go so back and forth with this because I like having my nails done I hate going to get my nails done I <laughs> hate I'm literally the most impatient person ever I like sit there and I like am so like impatient the whole time and like hate like not being able to like be on my phone like if I go to a pedicure I can like do work while I'm like kind of doing it but like me sitting in like the chair uncomfortable for an hour and a half like I don't really have a nail girl that I'm like friends like my hairdresser I'm friends with her so we can sit and talk for three hours and it's fine but like I for some reason just hate the process of getting my nails done so I honestly think even though I do like how my nails look when I get them done I honestly think it's something that I'm going to be like safe on moving forward the only thing with that is that I am like um, I might be bringing a nail salon on as a social media management client, uh, like a local Pittsburgh nail salon as like a social media management client. Um, so with that, like I would be getting my nails done through them. But like, okay, at that point, it's like kind of work, I guess. Yeah, but... that's true. That's yeah. true. Nails are something that I do. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say splurge because I don't spend like a crazy amount. Like I don't get a bunch of funky designs. I don't do like the gel top coat. Like I just do dip, which is pricier, but it's so much better for your nail health than like the acrylic. But I genuinely like having my nails done. It makes me feel put together. And there was one point in time where I was like, no, like you can do this at home. Like, why don't you save the money? Try whatever. I bought a whole kit and I would try to sit down and do it. And it would take me like two hours so to do my nails because it is so hard. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, I hate this and trying to like use my non-dominant hand to do my nails like one of them looked good and then one looked like it was done by a five-year-old and I was like it no I'm like yeah. this is I spent two hours of my time and I also used to think too I'm like what do I value my own time at and so mm -hmm. at the time when I was trying to do my own nails 
I valued my own time at $50 an hour. So I was like, okay, I just spent two hours doing my nails. I just spent $100 worth of time. Mm -hmm. Plus the kit was like $35. That's $135. I mean, the kits are a reoccurring expense, but $100 every single time of my time versus I can go spend $45 to get my nails done Mm -hmm. in an hour. Like I was like, no, it's not worth the the save. So I bought a... I bought like earlier this year I was like okay I hate going to get my nails done but I like having them done you know so I am going to buy like a nail kit to see if I can do them at home and I actually do like let not like because I when I'm sitting there I'm like oh my gosh like it's a task it's like a chore to me um but I would rather do them at home because of the fact that I don't have to like make an appointment go like whatever um and I'm actually not bad at it so I will say like my $200 nail kit even though I don't use it too frequently like I have had my nails done for the past couple of months um I'm probably gonna get them off and like if I do need them done for an event I can just like go do them so I think that that like was a good like splurge almost because I think with like if you're going to get a nail kit to do your nails at home you need to like invest in kind of like higher quality stuff like I didn't buy one kit I bought all of the stuff individually which I watch like so many TikTok videos like to see how to do this and I bought all the stuff individually um to like and it all added up to like 200 and some dollars but I think that was a good splurge yeah yeah, I think there are some things that are, like, worth splurging on because then you end up saving. Yeah. That's the thing. The kit that I bought was, like, $35 on Amazon, mm-hmm. so it, the polish just, like, flew off the next day, and I was like, why did I just say this was waste of money? Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so my next one is I like to save. I'm going to talk about makeup and skincare. We're going to group these together. Um, I save on makeup. Makeup is a huge save for me, and this is not always the case. I used to, like, splurge on makeup all the time. It was, like, something that I really liked to purchase, but now it is a major save, and I think that's because I, like, started splurging more on skincare, and, like, my skin has cleared up. Like, my skin has never looked as good as it has in the last year, so I don't don't wear foundation. I haven't worn foundation in the last year and a half, so I think, like, splurging on skincare has allowed me to, like, save on makeup. Yeah, I was, we were actually talking about this earlier, and I used to have super acne-prone skin, like, so bad. I've been on Accutane twice, if you're familiar with that, like, medication, like, super intense acne med. It's, like, it's it's insane. And before that, when I had really acne-prone skin, I would splurge on skincare, and I would splurge on makeup, because I wanted to make sure that the ingredients were, as, like, as good as possible. But then I felt like now that I've been on Accutane twice and I've done like skin lasering and stuff, like my skin looks better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't have to splurge anymore on really high quality skincare. I found like drugstore stuff that actually works really good for me. Mm-hmm. And same thing with makeup. I'm like, why am I going to get Charlotte Tilbury when like I can just buy Elf? <laughs> like, I don't know, like Elf dupes yeah. everything. And I feel the same way where I just, I don't feel like I need to buy expensive makeup anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like the dupes are just so good. Although I'm not like fundamentally against splurging on skincare or on makeup, but it's only if I really find something that I genuinely, yeah. genuinely really like. I was going to say, like, I think that there is an aspect of like, okay, are you splurging on like one particular product because that's your favorite product? Like, for example, with skincare, like I like a cleanser that's like kind of expensive and like that's my cleanser. But I think there's also an element of splurging in the sense that like you're always running to Sephora and like always like grabbing a new like blush. Like you don't need 30 like, like, like different, you see it on TikTok all the time. It's like, okay, you buy like 30 different kinds of blush and they like all look the same. Like I kind of take the approach that like when something literally runs dry, 
dry then like when my mascara runs dry or like expires then I'll like go buy a new mascara but I don't I'm not like into makeup and beauty and skincare like in the sense that I'm going to go like buy a ton of products that I'm not using I kind of buy them one by one I will say like a really good hack and something that like I've been trying to focus on a lot is I've been thinking a lot about product and of your products like they don't have that long of a shelf life like if you buy a mascara it only lasts it's like a three month like yeah. whatever from the time you open it and I don't go a lot of places like I work from home so I don't like I don't wear makeup every single day um so I actually have found that I save a lot of money by buying like the mini versions of a lot of things as opposed to like the value size. I used to do that. It's like, oh, well, it's a better value if I get like the biggest product, but then I never use all of it because I can't use them quick enough to like not let the product expire. Yeah. I know there's actually, I used to be super into makeup. Like when I was in high school, I would wear full like eyeshadow, fake eyelashes, the whole thing to high school, which is crazy. <laughs> but I, it was like a hobby and it was super relaxing for me. So I did used to spend more on it. But the, yeah, the shelf life is actually not, I mean, people use it way beyond the mm -hmm. expiration, but yeah, it's really not that long. Like it's sometimes it's like six months mm -hmm. and I, mean, I have like products I've held <laughs> onto for so long. I'm like, I'm not getting rid of it until yeah. it's, it's all gone. But yeah, I do the same thing. Whenever I run out, I'll get something new, but mm -hmm. like I have a rare beauty blush. And if you use it, you know, that stuff lasts forever because you need like a, a tiny dog. little speck of it. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting another blush or run out of this. But then I'm like, you're gonna bury me with that blush because it's literally gonna last me forever like I feel like I have not used any of the product because you just need a little bit yeah. but I mean once it gets to like expiration I'll probably get something else but right. yeah otherwise I would I would take it to the grave <laughs> I don't think it would last for that long try to think of some of the other let's see some of the other ones I prefer to save or splurge on oh one thing I think it's interesting. Um, this is, we'll talk about like our, the feedback that you guys gave us on Instagram, but one thing I am a little bit more comfortable splurging on now, but I used to be, oh my God, I was so bad about it. And I have to remind myself now it's okay to splurge on it is clothes because when I was younger and I feel like if you're in your twenties, um, you might, this might be like relevant to you, but I have not changed shoe sizes in years. I've been a seven and a half for years. So why I feel the need that I have to buy like a $20 pair of shoes, like girl, like it, it's, <laughs> it's okay to buy like the $100 pair of sneakers. Cause you're going to wear it literally all the time. And I'm going to wear them until they fall apart. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how I am. Like I'll wear it until it's disgusting. Um, and with like jeans, like I have brought a pair of jeans with me to this conference and they cost me $250 which is insane because the other pair of jeans I own is a $30 pair from Old Navy. However, I'm short, I have stubby legs and a longer torso so and a really high waist. So finding jeans is like just so impossible. And I don't like Abercrombie, I don't like Old Navy. I, a lot of the more common recommendations I just don't love. So when I found a pair at Nordstrom and they were the perfect jeans, I'm wearing them this whole weekend. I was like, they're $250. I was like, that is crazy. But then again, I'm like, I've been the same size for years. I'm I'm going to wear them because I would buy jeans that were cheaper and try to save and then I wouldn't like them enough to actually wear them. So then the cost per wear is actually so high versus these jeans. I've already worn them like three times in the past four days. The pair of old navy jeans I have, I think I've worn them five times and I've owned them for like two years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to get a lot more use out of them. And I think that I'm comfortable now splurging on a high quality piece but I really only do it with things that I feel like I'm going to wear a lot. And that's usually basics. Yeah. So like 
you know, I have like work from home outfits that I wear, which I wear literally every week or leggings. I'm okay. Splurging on jeans, mm-hmm. a, a basic white tee because it goes back to the whole cost per use thing. Yeah. And then I know we both use fashion pass to rent clothing. And I really like doing that because I've been able to rent cute pieces that I might not wear more than a handful of times. Um, and I feel like that kind of balances out the save and splurge on clothes. Yeah, 100%. I think like my outlook on clothes is like, I'm willing to splurge if I find something splurge worthy. Like you just said, like you found the right pair of jeans and regardless of the price, you thought that it was like a good like thing for you to buy because you knew that you would get a lot of use out of it. I'm like so thankful with jeans. Like I love Abercrombie jeans and Zara jeans. Like for some reason, those two brands just like work really well for like my like proportions. Um, and Zara jeans are $50. Yeah. So I just like have really looked out in that department. Um, but yeah, basics like body suits, like long sleeve shirts, um, outerwear, um I I feel like I'm willing to splurge on another thing about fashion pass like not even just fashion pass like any kind of like clothing rental like whichever one you think that like would work best for you I think another big benefit of doing something like that is if you do rent pieces that are more neutral basic like whatever you can kind of like test them before you decide if you want to purchase them because a lot of these clothing rental subscriptions will let you like purchase items at a discount if you decide you want to keep it um so for fashion pass I've like worn a pair of like let's say jean shorts um and I like wore it to a concert and after wearing them for eight hours I was like oh my gosh like these jean shorts like I really loved how they fit on me I really loved how they held up like I'm going to decide to keep them whereas like sometimes you buy something and you put it on and you take the tag off because you're like oh I really like how this like looks on me but then after a couple of hours of wearing you're just like not getting a great feel for it and then you end up like not picking it back up. So I think that's another like underrated benefit. Yeah. I rented a pair of jeans from fashion pass and I, they were like slightly too big, but I still wore them because they were so cute. And I'm like trying to rent the ones that are my right size, but they've been like (laughs) taken the whole time. But it was nice because they're a designer pair of jeans and I think they're like $168 full price. And I was hesitant to pay that much on jeans. But then when I got them, I was like, these are so high quality that I felt like, okay, maybe I should look at jeans that are more in this price range. Because again, I struggle with finding them. But one thing that came to mind when you were talking was I used to struggle a lot with spending money on basics. Like you were saying bodysuits or something you're comfortable spending more on. And I used to be like, oh, it's like just a white tee or it's just whatever. And then I'd wash it a few times and it would look like crap (laughs) or like it would start falling apart. And I'm like, it actually makes way more sense to splurge on the basics so that you have like a good white tee you can wear all the time or you have a good leather jacket, good pair of jeans or like a good pair of heeled booties. You know what I mean? Like those types of things. And the things that you shouldn't splurge as much on, in my opinion, are those one-time outfits, which Mm -hmm. I think I, especially in college, I would see a lot of people do that with like, I was in a sorority. So like sorority formal, people would buy like a $300 dress. And like, I was getting like a $25 dress (laughs) off like the clearance of Boohoo. Like I just, cause I'm like, you're going to wear it once. Mm -hmm. Or especially for like Halloween, Halloween costumes, like you see people get like special outfits for different holidays, like things like that. And just like, like they're going to go on vacation and they buy like a specific item for that trip. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. that is a time to rent it or save in my opinion. Like I wouldn't want to splurge on a one-time item. 100%. I will say with basics, it's sort of like a double-edged sword for me. And this is something that I'm really, really working on. I actually made a video about this. I was doing kind of like a building a wardrobe on a budget series, just like talking about like things you should do if you're trying to like build a better wardrobe, build a wardrobe pool of clothes that you actually love in your twenties. Um, and the one thing that I talked about is taking care of your clothes. And I will say sometimes for basics for me, I like 
get into the habit of like I am doing a lot since I made that video like for the past couple of months I've been like really working on this um like my closet used to be literal disaster and I have a dog um that sheds so I would like wear something for 30 minutes and take it off and throw it on the floor I would get dog hair all over it and then I need to wash it so I would like end up like washing my clothes all the time and then that makes them like look terrible so I was just like getting to a point where I'm like well why am I spending a bunch of money on like a high quality basic and then it's no longer high quality because I'm literally throwing it on the floor and stuff it all over it so that's something I'm working on yeah that's been uh one thing that I mean some people who are listening probably do the same thing when I do my laundry I just shove everything in together and I put it on cold and then after washing like my white shirts or white shorts or whatever they'll look dingy and I'm like what the hell why do they look so dingy and my parents will be like because you're washing them with your dark clothes. Yeah. But then the problem is I'll only have like one white shirt because I don't wear white that often. So I'll, thank God, I live with my parents and I'll just mix it in with their laundry. But I think about that a lot too whenever I'm like, hey mom, can you wash my white shirt with your white shirt? Because that's that's part of it. If I buy like a high quality white t-shirt or just like a high quality basic, I need to make sure I'm like actually reading the care instructions yeah. and like, you know, actually taking care of the clothes. Because if not, then you're buying, you're splurging for what yeah. <laughs> to just ruin it after a few washes 100%. like what's the point um okay I feel like we could do an entire episode just on yeah. like clothes <laughs> and like spending money on clothes because obviously like this is something that I mean when we were pulling our audience on this I feel like clothes were something that came up so often like whether you're on the safe side versus the sports yeah. side so like people definitely care about this topic but we have a lot more here so um okay one thing that I like have to bring up because I feel like I've been talking about this so much recently is like I splurge on my apartment and like my apartment is literally my favorite expense um and I say that in a lot of my videos and I think a lot of people relate to this um I'm actually like moving into um a bigger apartment so my rent is increasing a little bit but I just think like over the last year like living by myself without roommates is obviously a higher expense but it's just been like the best thing for me in literally all aspects of my life but I think there's some more things that like go into that so a couple of things that I listed here are I like paying for convenience in terms of both location and amenities I did decide to um not live I don't live like right in the the middle of Pittsburgh I live like a little bit outside the city so I chose to save on location but that was actually like not for the money aspect it was because that makes most sense for me having a dog um I got to be like on the bottom floor she has like green space with a patio um and then paying for convenience in terms of amenities so the pool the gym like everything like that I just feel like the dog park like I just feel like I really get my money's worth out of that and then second I think this is super underrated but splurging on like community so if I were to like move out and like move into an apartment by myself but get like a one-off apartment from like maybe a private like person or whatnot like a yeah. complex is what I'm trying like to say word, yeah. yeah um then I feel like I would feel really lonely but now like I moved into this complex I've met so many people like so many friends I met my boyfriend like that's like how I kind of like built my own little community which I think is so important in your 20s so my apartment is a major splurge yeah you, you bring up a good point and I actually made a video about this a while back but I talked about the importance of investing in community especially in your 20s and not being afraid to actually put like real money towards it. I did like a business coaching program, which is another thing I said I splurge on. Um, when it comes to work expenses, since I own a business, I feel like I operate kind of like a startup where I'm strategic about what I splurge on and what I save on. Um, but things that I think I'm going to get a return on my investment, I will splurge on. And one of those things that I splurged on last year was a business coach and it was group coaching. And I met one of my best friends. I've been friends with her for almost two years now. And it's funny because we've never met in person, but we talk 
literally every week. We do weekly meetings together. We're taking another course together. And I think other things also in my 20s where, for example, a couple months ago, my friend and I went to a cooking class in Boston. It was like $120, but we were with a whole bunch of other people. We were like talking with them, just connecting, like having fun. Um, And I think a lot of stuff like that, even just my friend signed up for um, like a tennis league in the summer. She pays for that. Is it like pricey? Yeah, it might be a little pricey, but she's met a lot of really great people. And I feel like, especially as an adult, sometimes you have to, like when you were a kid, you know, your parents like signed you up for soccer or you were at daycare all day. So you were like meeting people there or whatever. You're, you're like meeting people more but in your 20s, especially when you're working all day. A lot of the spaces where you'll make community, like your apartment complex or things like that, there's like, you have to pay to get there, you know, like in these activities that you can do in your twenties, things like that. Um, so I know it's kind of like work expenses and community, but like, no, I think it's, I, that's like a a good splurge for me. Yeah, I totally agree. That's like such an underrated little, like not tip. I don't want to call it that, but like such an underrated thing to splurge on is community. I mean, even like that, when you said kind of like business expenses, like that's like how you and I met. Like I yeah. reached out to Grace. Like we just knew each other as social media friends. Um, we just like connected through TikTok and we would chat through like TikTok DM for a couple of months. And there was a conference coming up. This was in March. Um, and now it's October when we're filming this. Um, and the conference was coming up and I literally messaged her and I was like, Hey, would you want to like go to this conference with me? I'm like super introverted and like would not have went to that thing by myself. Like, it's just not like my personality. So I messaged her and she didn't really know who I was that well, but she was like, sure. So we like went and got a hotel room together and like went to this conference. And now we are business partners because we have a podcast together, but we met like some other really cool people at that time. Um, obviously we're here at the, and like these conferences cost money. It costs money to fly and get a hotel and like come um, get your ticket for these things, eat out for an entire week. Like that's a significant monetary investment, but I think the return on that investment is like kind of infinite. And I I think a lot of that is the investment in community. Like the conference we went to in March, it wasn't just geared towards creators. It was actually really broad. And a lot of you listening probably would would honestly like the conference. It's called Economy. Um, But I think the, the... people I met there, like those interactions and like building community in that way, my ticket price was worth it 10 times over. Um, you know, at this conference, we've had like a lot of tangible, more like business tips, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. And I feel like you get that return with your ticket price in the tips that you're learning, but it is also such an investment in community Mm -hmm. because of the the amount of people we've met here. And yeah, I don't know. And I, one thing that's interesting too, that I always think about is a lot of conferences like this, you don't have to be a creator. You don't have to work in the industry to go like you can just go (laughs) like economy. Anyone can go. There's other ones like women and money. I think where everyone can go, they're just open. Yeah. And it's such a good way to spend your money. Honestly, I think it's like the best splurge, especially in your twenties, especially if you want to like grow in the field that you're working Mm -hmm. in, or there's a certain interest you have. Like maybe you're interested in real estate or you're interested in even, I don't know, just sewing, like whatever it is. We should like look some up and like, yeah. 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 Because I feel like there are so many, even here we were learning about like, travel con and like ones for like specifically for podcasters and there's just like so whatever like your niche interest is like sometimes it's really hard to find um like people in your real life who are interested in those things but if you attend something like that that's like building such a community of people that like genuinely share the same interests as you so yeah that's a pro tip yeah I know. I think it's so underrated mm-hmm. investing in community, honestly. Yeah. I like made a whole video about it. One thing I splurged on that I I was like so hesitant was my aura ring 
because it's like, oh my God, I got the gold one and it's like $500, but I use it for natural cycles, which is like a non-hormonal birth control method if you're unfamiliar. And I also genuinely enjoy waking up in the morning and looking at how well I slept the night before because kind of going back to the functional medicine thing I found out this year I had a gluten allergy my body was fighting for its life and my doctor was like you need to rest you need to get high quality sleep in order to heal and I wasn't getting high quality sleep and so being able to monitor my sleep and just genuinely see like the real data behind what my body needs I feel like I've been able to support my body and my health so much more so it was I mean it was expensive there's no way around it it's very pricey but I do feel like it was a solid investment in my health and I really love all the data that I get from it, but mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those ones that's like a little hard to justify yeah. when you're looking at it, unless you have a specific use case yeah. for it. Like I wouldn't just get it for funsies, you know, mm-hmm. but for me, I think it was a good splurge. 100%. And I, like, I think it. like the intention behind it is what made it a good splurge because yeah. if you didn't have that specific use case, you probably wouldn't wear it as consistently as you do. And exactly. that would make it like not a good splurge. Yeah. Too. And you have to wear it every day to really get something out of it because it like monitors your temperature and yeah. your sleep. Can you shower with it? Like, you can. Yeah. You can oh. get it wet. I take it off if I shower oh. just because I don't want the feeling of the water yeah, under my wrist. I think it's kind of yeah. weird. I'll take it off. But yeah, you have to wear it to bed every night for it to like take your temperature while you're sleeping because mm-hmm. that's what it does for natural cycles. But Um, I think that it also, for me, I was like, oh, I'm going to wear it every day. And this goes back to the cost per use or cost per wear. If it's like an item, um, it's just basically like, you know, it's 500 something dollars. I'm going to wear it 365 days of the year. I'm probably going to wear it for years Mm -hmm. before maybe it breaks or I have to get a new one or whatever it is. The cost per use is like, what, like a dollar something, which really isn't that much when you think about it. And for me, thinking about, like, is it worth a dollar a day for the investment of my health? Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of how I, like, backed myself out and, like, you know, kind of yeah. thought about if it made sense for me. And I, like, I did some research into it because I feel like I'm going to get one at some point um, as well. And the gold one is much more expensive it's- than, like, the silver and, like, the other, co- the black or yeah. whatever. But, like, the fact that you splurged on the gold means that you'll actually wear it every day because it's cute. That's <laughs> because I had gold jewelry yeah. and I was like, I don't want to get silver and then have mismatch because I know mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it every day and be like, why did I just yeah. not splurge and buy the one that I wanted? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I like that it matches the rest of my jewelry because uh-huh. I feel like it would seem out of place if not. Yeah, totally makes sense. Okay, um... My next one, and we'll probably only do a couple more of these and then go into some like listener um, save versus splurges, but my next one is like kind of on like the food slash drink um, category. So groceries are a splurge for me. And this is like something that I always talk about. Like I'm always like, oh, I want to like decrease my grocery budget and I like spend too much on groceries and I want to try to like be on a, a stricter grocery budget and all of that. But like cooking and baking actually are a really big hobby for me. And I like genuinely enjoy doing those things. I love literally if I go to my Instagram explore page, it's all recipes, like (laughs) all like healthy recipes, like healthy, like baked goods, and like just different things. And I save them and then I want to like try them. So if I like, I used to be like, Oh, I already went to the grocery store for a week. So I can't, and there's a grocery store right across the street from my apartment. I would want to like go to buy the ingredients for the recipe, but then I'll be like, no, it's like not in my budget. Or like, I can only go once a week because that's how like I'll stick to my budget. But like, no, it's a hobby. Like I work from home. Like I stay home all the time. Like if I want to make like a meal or something, like whatever. Yeah. I feel like you also save in other categories like gas, for example, because Uh both of us work from home and I spend like 50 bucks a month on gas, sometimes a hundred if I'm like driving around a bit more, but like that's less than the average person probably Mm -hmm. spends on gas. 
So like, yeah, get the freaking yeah. food that she want because yeah, staying in another category. I like never get takeout by myself. Like literally, maybe once a month, maybe once a month, do I ever like pick up food to just like eat alone? Um, so I feel like that's an area where it's like, okay, maybe I'm spending more on groceries, but I never even have the urge to eat takeout because I genuinely love cooking and I love like eating yeah. the food that I make. Yeah. I feel like it's also a good life skill just in your twenties to know how to cook, to learn how to make certain things. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, I don't have that skill. I just, like I know I'm, I like to bake. It will look like I tore the place up. Like there will be flour everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, it will yeah. just, like, it'll be a mess. My dad will walk in sometimes and be like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I don't know either. Um, but it's, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's a good investment. Like, I don't yeah. see it as an investment. Like, you're getting something out of it. You're mm-hmm. nourishing your body. You're, like, learning, like, what you like to eat, what you don't, mm-hmm. how to prepare certain things, which I feel like is... And, and it's fun. It's yes. genuinely fun. I will find these weird recipes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the grocery store with my parents, and I'll be like, I need arrowroot powder. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know either. I'm like, but I saw it on TikTok in a recipe and I need it, you know? And like that type of stuff. But it is fun yes. to experiment. Like it's genuinely, it's genuinely know. a hobby and it gets yeah. me like off my phone. It gets me doing something else for an hour. Like it's just like, it's very therapeutic to me. We should totally do an entire episode on hobbies and gosh, like yeah. spending money on different hobbies and like the cost and just because I feel like that's something that a lot of people in their twenties are so hesitant to splurge mm-hmm. on. I know I am. I wanted to get into like, just, I want to do something different. But then I was like, ah, like, I feel like every hobby is so expensive. Yeah. Like even I love reading and I don't like reading a physical book. So I'll read on my iPad, but I refuse to buy a book. I refuse to pay for it. I will not, I will, if it's not available at the library, I'll wait, wait a year. That's so funny. I will literally wait a year before I pay $13 for an <laughs> ebook. I don't know what it is, like the principle of it. But I read every single night oh before bed for at least, like, two hours. So I'm like, why don't I spend $13? I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm right? the worst at this. This is probably, like, things that are, like, that are like stupid that I spend my money on. <laughs> I, like, am so not consistent with reading. And I will read, like, ten pages of a book and then, like, never pick it back up again. But I, like, will pick up a physical book because I'm like, oh, well, if I spent $20 on it, then it'll, like, let <laughs> me read it. But then I still won't read it. So, <laughs> so that's funny. You should splurge on books. I know. I really should. I should dedicate some money to just, like, buying the ebook. I, I like the like reading on mm-hmm. my iPad because I can read right I can turn the light yeah. off in my room and just like have my screen lit up slightly and read mm-hmm. that way um but yeah I, I don't know what it is if it's not available at the library as an ebook I won't buy yeah. it which I I will literally there are books I've wanted to read for over a year and I just like refuse to buy them something about the principle I'm like why buy the book when it's free <laughs> I don't know it's so bad I just yeah I oh should just gosh. buy the book that's so funny. Um, Should we get into some I, of our say, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about some of the audience ones. I think so. We polled people on our stories asking like what your saves versus splurges are. So if you're not following us on Instagram, you should because it's I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we do a lot of like Q and A's for these yeah. types of episodes. Yeah. I think one thing that I thought was interesting that came up in both save and splurge category for people who responded to my story was food. And so it's kind of interesting, like both ends like of the coin where some people said that they really like to splurge on healthy groceries, organic food, allergen friendly food, because I have a few people who follow me because they found me through like me talking about my allergies. So like, it's kind of funny, but, um, yeah, they, I see that as an investment for sure. And then there are other people who I also agree with where they say more of a save where they're just going to buy the, like the store brand of stuff rather than the name brand, or they'll shop at Aldi or Walmart versus, I mean, I don't know what grocery stores you guys have, we have like yeah. a stop and shop yeah. or like a mm-hmm. market 32 <laughs> fry shopper, you know, like, like I, a whole foods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not a whole foods mm-hmm. gal. No, 
I just will go to Walmart and get what I need and I'll maybe splurge occasionally on something. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'll get the store brand before I splurge on the yeah regular brand, you know, I will say like there's an expensive grocery store literally right beside my apartment. So that's been really hard to move in my complex because I used to be like an Aldi girl, but it's like on the other side of my like town in Pittsburgh. Um, so I have been going there more um, and I like their, they have like so many more options yeah. and just like the niche things that Aldi like doesn't have. So I yeah. feel like I have been like, oh, well, it's convenient, yeah. um, which isn't the greatest. Maybe I should go back to shopping at no. Aldi sometimes. But yeah, I, I got that a lot too, like the, the food one. One thing that I got a lot of like differing opinions on as well is um, saving and splurging on working out. So some people on one hand, it's like, I will pay for like expensive workout classes because that's the way that I like get the best workout. And then some people on the other hand are like, I save in this area because I do really like the gym. And that's like the boat that I'm in. Like I am just like a gym girl. I just like the time to myself to like put my headphones in and like go do my own workout. I don't I don't love workout classes other than the occasional like yoga class um if I want to do that every once in a while so I am like a save but I got a lot of like differing opinions on this and one thing that I found really interesting was someone said working out by using free videos at home which I really liked like if that's like something that you're into that's awesome that's like such a good way to save um this is something that I did a lot during COVID actually like I would do like free yoga classes Mm -hmm. through like YouTube videos and stuff like that, but I haven't like really been into it lately. Yeah, I used to do the same thing, but I do find that when I sign up for a workout class, there's like because I've paid for it, I I will not skip it. I I don't care yeah. like what the circumstances, I'm gonna show up. Um, and I that's really nice for me because mm-hmm. especially being in Massachusetts, if it's like cold and snowy and gross out, and I gotta go like shovel my car out. I'm like, mm, like I'm not gonna just like drag myself there. But if I've if I'm signed up for a class, I'll go. Yeah. But I used to do like a lot of home workouts too, mm-hmm. like on um just on YouTube. There's a ton on there during COVID. Yeah, even um like my apartment has a gym and most like a lot of apartment complexes do have gyms, but like they're not very motivating. I don't know. Like I like going to the gym like kind of right across the street. It's like a big LA fitness and I like going there because there's so many people, they're all working out. Like that kind of motivates me, even though I'm working out by myself, it makes me feel like I'm working out with a lot of people as opposed to like going into my apartment gym. But in the winter time, I don't love like driving my car. (laughs) Like I don't want to go like scrape my car off to like drive across the street to go to the gym. So I feel like the like free videos would be nice. Like I'll literally bring my computer to my apartment gym Mm -hmm. and like do a workout class kind of thing. So that's like kind of a good hack. Yeah, I've done the same thing. I did a Pilates ab workout at the gym. I just pulled it up on yeah. my phone. I was fighting for my life the entire time. <laughs> oh my God, it's so hard. If you've never done Pilates, you should try an at-home workout. But um, yeah, I did it mm-hmm. at the gym. So I had like the motivation too, but yes. then I was able to kind of do, like I was following something mm-hmm. then rather than just like making up my own ab routine kind of in the moment. I was like following it, which kept me like motivated through the yeah, whole thing. I chose to do nice. that Yeah. One thing that a lot of people said they splurged on, I mean, people kind of one thing I thought was interesting um which I feel like these kind of go hand in hand is like convenience and like one person said a cleaning lady which mm. I actually I've thought about this a lot because I I don't mind cleaning it's not bad right but I think that and I know of other people who have someone who comes by to clean their entire place like head to toe once a month and I love that because it buys you more time just like thinking about I mean um, there's a couple podcasters who I believe they have a cleaning person who comes to their house. They've got three kids. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, a, like, that's more time they get to have with their kids, right? Like rather than having to 
be like cleaning the entire house, like mm-hmm. floor to ceiling. Um, even, you know, my brother owns a condo and I've told him, I'm like, get somebody to come by and do like a deep clean every month. Like it just makes it a lot easier. And then that way you don't have to have all these, like all the different tools and equipment and things, you know, like the extender pole yeah. to like clean the, like, the dust. Yeah. And, like, and to clean like the, the, with the molding and stuff around the top of the wall or yeah. like, you know, just like all those types of things. Um, I feel like anything that can value more time, I feel like is a good mm-hmm. splurge. And I know some of your audience talked about like taking Ubers mm-hmm. as a convenience thing instead of public transportation. Yeah, that's a good like convenience one too. Even like going back to the cleaning lady, like I I think that this is something that I want to splurge on too, not because I don't have the time to clean myself, um, but because it like is a very big point of stress in my life. Yeah. Whereas like cooking, like they're both chores, like cooking, cleaning, they're both chores that like people like different chores. Cooking does not stress me out. Cleaning stresses me out. And like that even though it doesn't take a lot of my time if it like gives me stress when my place is a mess and it gives I like stress about it all day and like I can't like think clearly until I get my space clean and things like that I feel like that's a good reason to like pay for the convenience yeah I feel like there's a lot of pressure financially to not pay for convenient things Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to you know like having a cleaning like people are like well you can do it yourself like what's the if you really hate cleaning (laughs) Like, why force yourself? I remember seeing a um, video where somebody was talking about, on TikTok, they were talking about how they have a cleaning lady who comes over. I think it was somebody who comes, like, once a week to clean their apartment. And people were like, why would you do that? Like, stop being so lazy. Like, that's a waste of money, whatever. And then she was like, I literally never have to clean my apartment. She's like, I hate cleaning. Yeah. Like, I despise it. She's like, so I don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get an award because you clean your apartment. <laughs> like yeah. if you can afford to outsource it to somebody and it's something you genuinely hate, mm-hmm. outsource it to somebody. Even just like certain things. Like I know some people, they could do their own hair at home. Like they could do their own, like their own blowout, but they'll like go to someplace and get someone to do it. Yeah. Or like doing your own nails. Like I despise doing mm-hmm. my own nails. Okay. Then don't force yourself to do that all the time. Like yeah. if you are an adult and you have the flexibility in your budget, it is okay to be like, I don't like doing this. I'm going to give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point of money is to like not have to do shit you don't want to do for the rest of your life yes <laughs> to pay for the things that you yeah like yes, yeah 100%. yeah so like hire the cleaning lady if you really hate cleaning or like yeah. if you really hate cooking like get the meal plan service or like whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. like who cares like it's you shouldn't have to force yourself into doing something you don't want to do simply because somebody's like no you should be frugal like, yeah um the maybe this can be the last one unless you have another one that you really want to talk about but um cars were another one that I feel like I got a lot of responses on the save side with this but I also know like just having conversations on social media over the past couple of years about cars I know there's a lot of people that are in the splurge boat with cars as well um and I feel like I mean I'm definitely on the safe side with cars. I feel like you are as well. But a lot of people were just saying, like, when it comes to cars, upgrade your car until the car dies or, like, that you don't need a luxury car. And then also um, just the fact that there's a lot of, like, other costs that come with getting a more expensive car. So it's not just, like, the car payment or it's not just – it's, like, the gas that comes along with it. It's the maintenance costs. The, the insurance. The insurance. insuring like, a luxury car. It's, like, yeah. all of those things. Then some people around the boat were worried, like, well, car cars are my hobby or, like, car I am a car person. So, like, yeah. 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 I know. We were joking earlier. We're, like, mm, we're kind of mansion people, but, like – uh, I live with my parents. We don't have mansions. <laughs> we don't have mansions. I'm yeah. definitely a mansion person. Like, I know. Here. I think it really all comes down to like what you value and what you see a purpose in. And also 
making sure that what you're spending and like what you're splurging on is making your life better, Mm -hmm. right? Like don't splurge on a cleaning lady if you genuinely don't mind cleaning. And if it's like kind of relaxing to you, or if you really like cooking, like don't Mm -hmm. splurge on like those like meal prep kits or like meal planning stuff because like you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Versus like, if you really hate doing your nails, go, go pay to get it done. Mm -hmm. Like that's the point of having money is to have more choice and to not have to force yourself to do things that you simply don't want to do. Like that's, yeah, that's as an adult, you have choice, like you have free will, you know? And if you have money and free will, you can, you can kind of combine them and and make decisions about what you do and don't want to do. And I feel like that's, that's a good opportunity. 100%. Well, I think that ends our episode. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of the girls talk money podcast um be sure to i guess follow us on instagram um we would love to start hearing from you guys like one thing that we learned in this conference is like ask for feedback like obviously we want feedback but like you never really think to ask for it so definitely follow us on instagram um let us know like what you like and what you don't like what we could do do better um obviously we're super new at this whole podcasting thing so give us your feedback yeah just like shoot us a dm with your thoughts Mm -hmm. or if you have yeah episode ideas And yeah, just like what you like, what you don't like, um, because we definitely want to know. But with that, we'll see you guys in the next episode.